Welcome to the South Road Boys, a live, in-person, mano-on-mano, Troy, how are mano you? Mano-on-mano, I'm good, man, how are you? Oh, mate, this is just bizarre, I mean, I'm used to seeing your beautiful face, but never so close. Yeah, you're not pixelated on a screen. No, no. Jit, 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 Max Headroom style jittery. Oh, I love Max Headroom. Was it Pepsi that he used to advertise? Yes, it was. Max Headroom. Love Max Headroom. He's still around, the actor. What does he do, though? He was on a show... Oh, it's kind of... You know, that show with that guy <laughs> in it with on the, that station? Isn't his name Ed? Isn't his, the actor's name Ed? Oh, I don't even know that. <laughs> I know, it was Max Headroom. Max Headroom. <laughs> it's a show I was actually watching, and he was on it. And it's on television. <laughs> the guy with the dude. And if... <laughs> If any of the roadies out there know, please hit us up on Facebook. We, we could IMDb it. We, oh, but but we, let's not get nah, let's, let's not, not have facts get in the way of the South Road Boys. True. Perpetu- Speaking of facts, yes, getting in the way. Yes. Can we jump into Star Wars now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. No. How about Be- now? Uh, no. Right. Because I think um, for all the, the roadies out there, today is Boxing Day. It is. Here's Boxing Day. Day. And, I, and I always thought Boxing Day is a good way for me. Like, I always can... Like, if you're talking to an American or if you're talking to a Canadian, sometimes their accents are quite similar. And so my question to find out whether or not someone is from the United States of America or... America! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Come and deceive the motherfucking D, yeah! Or whether or not they're from Canada, <laughs> the cultural mosaic the that is Canada, um, is asking whether or not they know what... They know what Boxing Day is. How does that make any difference? Well, because Canada's part of the Commonwealth. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. Yeah, so Boxing Day is a Commonwealth thing. It's come down from ye olde England. And so the Canadians go, yeah, I know what that's a boot. (laughs) (laughs) A boot. Every time I hear anyone do a Canadian accent, I just think of how it makes your mother straight away. (laughs) I can't, because she is one of the most attractive Canadian women Ever to be on television. And she did that, that whole thing on I Was 12 and she was Star Trek or whatever. Oh, yes. it was just, yeah. Yeah. That anyway. was, uh, wasn't it Brian Adams or something she had a, something to do with? Most probably. I don't know. Yeah. So you don't Doesn't think matter. Of, you don't think of Katie Lang? Uh, <laughs> no. Not constantly Strange craving enough. after her? Never even really dug her music either. I would have to say, though, when they did the Canadian Winter Games, her rendition of Leonard Cohen's... Um, uh, what's the song? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Epic. Like, that woman's got some pipes. Not denying her talent. Yeah. I know the woman can sing. Yes. Her music just doesn't hit that spot right now. Is that because you're not wow. a lesbian? I don't think it is, because I think <laughs> there's a lot of people who aren't lesbians that actually like, like Katie, Katie Lang. Lang. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, she's got some... She has definitely got skills. I think Adam Lambert's amazing, too. Do you? But not because I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, You know what? I'm listening to Simon Smith at the moment. Who the hell's Simon no, is Smith? is it Simon Smith? It's not Sam Smith. Sam Smith. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Simon Smith. Simon Smith. It's his brother. That's when, when he wants to book a hotel room but doesn't want people to know who he is, he books it under Simon. <laughs> Simon Smith. Yes, <laughs> I'm Simon. Oh, I just, I just, I bought us two tickets to go and see Simon Smith. Who the fuck, Simon that? Smith? <laughs> That guy that sings those songs you like. No. Oh. Oh, this is a Sam Smith. <laughs> Simon's Simon, his brother. Let's go. Anyway, um, what about it? And I'm not gay and I listen to him. There you go. Because um, it's, it's funny, because well, I was watching Carpool Karaoke with James Corden, mm-hmm. um, and he had Sam in the car, <laughs> and um, I'd never heard, or I hadn't associated the man with the voice. And then I heard James Corden said, I was listening to this one song, and when I heard it, I knew I would listen to this voice for the rest of my life. And you saw right. Sam. And yeah. Sam just basically, he, he welled up. Like, he was like, that's just an amazing thing to say. Because apparently when uh, James tweeted about this song saying it was amazing and was all, like, really, really good, he um, he was working in a bar. Like, he, he, he hadn't hit 
wasn't famous. Yeah. He was just some guy who sings in a pub who was just trying to make a go of it. And and so from then, I was listening to his album and I went, eh. Obviously back then, you were known as Simon. <laughs> yeah, Simon Simo. Once he got the stage name, bit of presence, <laughs> went with Sam. <laughs> Is that what he <laughs> So so was it Fireman Simon instead of Fireman <laughs> Sam? We already managed to just go, ah, Simon. That's not going to work. I just don't think that's going to work. Simon hasn't got the sex appeal. How about we go with Sam? Yeah. <laughs> I am Sam. Sam, I am. <laughs> Straight away. Would have been like this light bulb moment. Ding. Ding. Sam Smith. Oh, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. SS. Simon Smith sounds like an opening bowler for the English cricket. <laughs> <laughs> like the Philip Tufnell. <laughs> But Sam Smith. Oh, hello. Pants man extraordinaire. Oh, musician. <laughs> Still. Singer. All over. Mm. Um, so, Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for those people who who aren't part of the Commonwealth, Boxing Day is uh, the 26th of December, the day following Christmas Day. Mm. And funny story about that is because I was working for a company where we had an international call centre. And we were talking about public holidays and we were closing and they were going to man the phones for us in the US. This was in November, though, and it was like Melbourne Cup Day. And they're like, well, hang on, you have the day off for a horse race? <laughs> and I'm like, it's the race that stops the nation. It's so Australia. We have, yeah, it's yeah. Australia. So we took Australia Day, we took um, uh, Melbourne Cup Day off, and then rolling around to December, I'm having a similar conversation with the person, Catherine, who's in the US, and said, oh, we're taking, we're not going to be open Boxing Day. And she's going, you have a day off for a boxing match? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking what now? You fucking what now? <laughs> um, and I had to explain no. And then, obviously, the why Boxing Day is called Boxing Day and they'll wiki it, people. The roadies, if you don't know, you probably don't care. It's just yeah. a day off. Just wiki it. There's a bit to do with Muhammad Ali. Yep. He'll be in there. Thriller in Manila, 1974. It's it's all there. <laughs> yeah, so. I, think, I think Boxing Day does actually predate that. A smidge, and, <laughs> and it's a different nationality. Yeah. Yeah. So, but other than that, exactly the same. Now, we have a special connection to Boxing Day. Yes, we certainly do. So, as the roadies may or may not know, I'm about 18 months younger than you, but you were two grades ahead of me in school, because you finished in 88, Yes. grade 10, sorry, in, in Tasmania, school finishes at grade 10, Good point, grade 11 yeah. and 12 is optional, <laughs> um, and I finished in class of 1990. So you were a couple of years ahead of me. Can I just stop you there and yeah. say that 1990s, time for the guru. <laughs> Check the straight that is there. I have no idea what that reference is. Guru Josh. No, lost me. You haven't heard your, the single, Guru Josh? No. Really? True story. I think it was probably number one. <laughs> With a bullet? It was actually called 1990s, time, of the, time for the guru. It was a great song. Oh, oh, oh. It was a big, like, free love... Dance track sort of thing with Guru Josh. No. Strangely enough, the dude died of a drug addict. He's back. I was only in grade ten, though. How would I know it? I wasn't out hitting the clubs. No, but it would have been on Rage. Rage. Is that still on? No, no. So it is, but not not the countdowns that we used to do. Yep, not still play Saturday morning. Not the same sort of turn Rage on. And for those people who don't remember, Rage was ABC. And it was basically MTV for Australia. It was yeah. it was special guest presenters playing the music that they liked, or it was playing top forty. And the catch cry of that was Iggy Pop um, doing the final bit, and he'd go Rage, but they'd edit it in, and it was Rage, and that was like ah, oh, it's on. Everyone from geez, I don't know, probably over thirty, yeah, would know what that is straight away. You should be able to hear that two seconds of audio and go, I know exactly what's yeah. coming. And it used to be actually top 50. They would actually count down the top 50. Every Saturday um, morning. Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Oh, hello. So it was both. Yeah. But Saturday morning was the normal one to watch. Mm. And it used to record it on the VCR <laughs> to play later on. Uh, yeah. Play it at your mixtape. Yeah. 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 Good. So Boxing Day, um, my memory of it is hazed and clouded by... Um, nostalgia. <laughs> and, I thought you were going to say alcohol. <laughs> and, and booze. But from from my memory, your your graduating class of 88 decided that they would, um, I think it was after grade 12, 
So from 1990 onwards, they would decide to meet up at the old school, at the primary school, and at lunchtime on Boxing Day and play cricket. Yes. And I look, you'd be able to tell. Yeah, it goes back a bit further. Um, Basically, it actually it predates when we finished school. Okay. And it actually predates me mm. going to Penguin High. Uh, Paul Robinson, um, holler to you there, Muffs, if you're listening. Muffs. Um, who was a wonderful gentleman. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> Leave that there. Muffs. Love you, Muffs. Um, and basically what used to happen is there was a little bit of a, a paddock on his parents, I suppose, property where, where the house was, a bit of a block, and it started there. Every Boxing Day, the guys from school would go up there. Okay. So this actually started... Was that during school? Like as in yeah, while you were still at high school. school? So this started probably um, early mid-80s. Oh, wow. So, well, you would have been... They would have started high school in 84. Yeah, so you're probably looking at being about, you know, 12, 80, something yeah. like that. Um, so that was predating me. But yep. it was a little bit of a stutter there. I don't normally stutter. <laughs> that was kind of cool. It's like, a, it's like the rah, 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 just coming out. <laughs> the the, the, the a, ma- Max Edrin. Everything's going to stutter now. It's a stutter rap because no one's ever seen what I mean from the age of 13. Sorry. So they used to go up there and play just on this bit of land. Yep. And then somehow along the way, I then turned into actually going to the primary school cricket game. Or the well, cricket match, cricket ground. Well, the primary school moved from downtown, which was where the market now is, yes. and they moved the primary school to be up near the high yes. school. Because when I went to primary school, I went down the hill. Mm. I went down in town and then had to move up to where the current location of the high school is. Yeah, see, I got to Penguin about start of grade <clears> nine. Yeah. So, yeah, from basically 88 onwards, uh, there's no real law, there's no real rule. Mm. We would just turn up at this cricket ground. You bring Esky, a few beers, yes, whatever else. Bring your sunscreen. Hopefully, someone will bring a bat and a ball and yes. maybe stumps if we're lucky. <laughs> no, uh, and you would never know who was going to show up. Yep. And it was a way of having a little bit of a reunion scenario with us boys that went to school together. Yep. Without knowing who's going to be home to see their parents and family. Sure. Because um, everyone knew they were just welcome. And it was box of chocolates. Of, yeah, never you know what you're going to get. Never know yeah. what you're going to get. Exactly. Um, and it started <laughs> off, I mean, back in the heyday, where we're getting, you know, probably 15 to 20 guys turn up. Yes. Yeah, so and you just see them walking from the road yep. through the bushes um, towards the ground, and you'd be there waiting, trying to work out who it is. So it was yeah. actually pretty exciting. It was good. And then when people got cars, it was about being able to make your way onto the picket cricket ground because yeah. no one wanted to carry their esky the and it was all gated 100. off everywhere yeah so but every now and then a gate might be left open yeah. by the caretaker or if you're really sneaky you could find a way to actually drive on the footpath around the school yes. move in between a couple of fences go around the side of the school yes. right around the back and find your way onto the ground and i think the good thing about it was though that those fences and those measures were put in place to stop people going onto the cricket ground and doing burnouts yes but we managed to go there every year and no one did shenanigans no one did malicious damage to any part of it, it no. was just we were lazy and didn't want to carry anything. Exactly. <laughs> and more to point out onto that, uh, we would also pick up all our junk, all our rubbish. We wouldn't leave a skerrick there. Yeah, when well, we nat- left. National Park principle. It was like we hadn't been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it got to the point, even further down the track, where Purcell Purse? became a teacher at Penguin Hollow. Yes. And actually had the keys <laughs> had the key to, the to the lock the on the gate. <laughs> which made <laughs> so things a lot easier. <laughs> but then also Simon, who was a copper, yep. <laughs> he would rock up. And every second year he'd be in uniform because he was a young cadet and that's just part of what you do. And he would come up and he'd roll the arm over a couple of times and play cricket. And if it was at the end of the day, would pile people in the back of a divvy van <laughs> um, and take us down to the pub afterwards. That's great. Good time. So that would have been. So we say eighty-eight. I say eighty-eight is the first year that really started when we left school. Sure. Because it then became. A reunion celebration. Well, no one. So no, essentially, it would have been yeah. '89 then, really. Yeah, the next. Because we left in '88, so '89 would have been the first one where I considered it to be a reunion cricket match. Whereas before, yep. it was just a yearly cricket match. Yes. So this year, of course, uh, would have then been 29 years. And also prefacing that is, it was a no rules, as in it was everyone against the batsman. Oh yeah, exactly. There no, was no teams. No. It was two batsmen, and if it was going, and it was always tippity. Yep. Always tippity run. run. Um, one hand, one bounce. Yes, to catch it out. To yep. catch out. Um, and that was pretty much the rules. Everyone against the batsman. And you bowled until you couldn't be asked to. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you would go to the bowl. And then it'd be like, uh, you bowled six yet? Uh, oh, I don't know, I've been counting. You probably yeah. bowled 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's good fun. I said it would have been coming out towards 30 years, but this year, because they're building a wonderful new sporting establishment yep. up the back of Penguin with uh, an AFL-quality football ground, mm-hmm. uh, brand new club rooms for the football club and the cricket club, sure. uh, a second ground as well, and it's going to now incorporate with the, the golf club and the bowls club and the shopping and the tennis the and the athletics carnival, yeah. carnival and the basketball centre. So it's going to be this absolute sporting clusterfuck of everything. <laughs> it's, just, it's pretty incredible. But we've now lost our ground. That's been torn up. Yes, I, I drove past mm. there on the way here. And it's not it's not there anymore. No. And so the so the current cricket ground, football ground in town, that's going as well. That's going. Yes, yep. it's disappearing. It's going to become, I believe, some new housing, a new little kind of shopping centre. Precinct. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be good. So essentially, over this period of nearly thirty years, which yep. is a fairly phenomenal tradition that we've kept on going, mm-hmm. and I've been to pretty much every one, I think. Yep. Um, it got to the point where maybe well, we might only have, say, four guys turn up. Yes. So we were kind of, we were holding it by the throat. <laughs> you know, like it was still alive, but it was getting choked out just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, little. Um, and I just, or a few of us just felt that have been long serving civilians. Yes. Of this experimental danger field of cricket. <laughs> yes. Um, that maybe this is a universe telling us, look, well done, boys. Well played. Uh, Raise the bat. T- it's time to retire. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, so we're still going to get together and have a few beers this afternoon with it and a bit of a barbecue and yes. and be sociable with the, the few guys that are around. But the actual cricket itself uh, has now been laid to rest. Oh, uh, but it's a it's a beautiful thing. Like I don't know whether if you went through the history of this country, yes, oh. whether like it, and I probably. I, I'll put it to the roadies. Yeah, yeah, sure. Research is for us. Yeah. Because we're too fucking lazy. <laughs> we can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder whether there'll be some kind of a tradition like that that's happened since school. Yes. Where a crew from that school have got together every year to play something like a game of cricket. And for also this long. And also organised by teenagers. Oh, was this back is, then? Yeah. So this is yeah. not something that school kind of went, oh, we think this is a great idea and teachers have gone, you should start this tradition. It was just a bunch of mates who went... You should do this. And and I reckon, well, you and I became friends, and I reckon after two years, then you just dragged me up there. You became an inaugural member well, without just, being a member at the start. Yeah, and I was the annoying kid who was two years younger yeah. than everyone. Actually, you were the only person not in our year allowed to be part of that group. I think so, yeah, yeah. because I just <laughs> we wouldn't obviously go away. <laughs> we obviously need it. It's a little bit like a multiculturalism of now. <laughs> oh, we thought we should have ginger. a ranger. <laughs> Token ginge. No women were allowed. No. But you've got to have a ranger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and also I think one of my my best qualities that I brought to Boxing Day was that I was a designated driver. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a little bit further on though. Yeah, true. True. But, see, in the early days, it became, um, take your beer up. Yes. Uh, play a bit of cricket. Get a little bit sunburnt. Yeah. And we'd actually play a fair bit of cricket back then in the early oh, years. Oh, it'd be four hours. Yeah. Uh, and then we'd relax, listen to the Boxing Day cricket on one of the radios or in the car. In the car, we'll yeah. cars later on. Uh, we'd then find somewhere for a bit of a barbie afterwards after probably going to the pub for a couple. Yes. And then there'd be a party that would kick on afterwards at a random place every year. Yeah, absolutely. And they were pretty fierce parties. They did They did get a bit random. But, you know, we've had the, the parties where, and we can't remember the individual, but no. where someone fell in the fire. Yeah, Matthew Charleston, Charlie, if you're listening, hello. Um, and I was sitting there talking to each other, and I'm not sure who it was. I really would like to remember, and maybe I got it. So I think it might have been Swedes, or it might have been Biner. Someone. Got and I won't really throw the drunk. full names in because uh, we want to keep a little bit of secrecy here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, fell into the fire, and it, Charlie's quick thinking, and me going, oh shit. Um, picking this person up, yeah. dusting them off, and they they were fall on into a bonfire, so. <laughs> and they just continue drinking, like as you do. And yeah, I suppose for me, being someone who who was not in the same grade, I managed to talk to these guys and, and spend time with them, which was great. I think for me, um, you know, in memorial of of the Boxing Day, <laughs> the things that stick out for me are the most um, are Howie. Howie's definitely Howie. Up there. So yep. for anyone who doesn't know Howie, you've got to get on board the Howie train. <laughs> I think we'll try and get Howie on as a guest star. One we, sh- we should yeah. get Howie on as a guest star because, and if you listen to Howie, pretty much fifty percent of the population have already been on the Howie train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and he doesn't mind a little bit of caressing of the ego. So if we invite <laughs> him onto the show, 
to talk about himself. To talk about himself. <laughs> He's not going to say no to that. Or his many conquests. <laughs> Fact or fiction. Uh, um, but the amount of times that that man was able to get hit in the testicles <laughs> with a ball, it was almost a yearly occurrence. Like, every year, it really wasn't Boxing Day cricket. Hit twice in one year. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't a Boxing Day cricket until how he got hit in the nuts. Oh, it was great. You know, it's it's not a wedding until you play the chicken dance. We actually had it on video. <laughs> yes. The first year it happened. And that was back when, it, before digital video, this was our video with a tape in it. Yes, and yes. And someone just happened to be filming it and saw how we go down. Yes. Oh, what is the funniest thing, watching it afterwards over and over, over again. Over and over. Oh, I wish I could find that tape. And I it's think so good. the other one was, a part of the institution of, of Boxing Day was, it was usually Sweeney that brought the, the bat. Or Purse, Purcell probably. Or even even Robbie Owens as well. Rob Owens, yes. Yeah. Um, the Doctor. The, Dr. Bob. Who was now a nurse. <laughs> Worked that one out. <laughs> Worked that one out. <laughs> um, they would be the people who would probably be more reliable on bringing a bat and ball. Definitely. But Comroy also was good with bringing a bat. Yeah, because he was really good with a bat. <laughs> he was also a cop too, so yeah. they carry bats. <laughs> <laughs> Club, you know, it's just fine line. Yeah. Um, but... Martin and his engineering skills, because um, he served our country. Thank you for your service. Um, we especially fly um, Hercules. There you go. Yeah, didn't just fly any little old plane. The big birds are the big, planes. The big birds, but yeah. And so he was a, a, an engineer as well. And his job, whenever he was there, um, was to erect the stumps because yeah. it was more than just three bits of swigs. It sometimes rivaled the pyramids of Giza <laughs> or Gaza or whatever you want to call it. And I remember Have you ever seen like uh the Wicker Man? <laughs> it was Penguin's version of the Burning Man. Yeah, really. Pretty much. It was amazing. And the thing is if the ball hit it, the whole thing it would, would get demolished and then we'd have to call Martin in to reassemble it. <laughs> we'd have time to light a ciggy, go get another beer, get the cricket score. <laughs> Someone do a run to the shop to get pies. But remember the year that he had done a tour of, or somewhere in either Iraq, Iran, or the Middle East. He'd done a tour of the Middle East. And one of those things that he brought back was a clock. And it was that the clock was a a replica of Mecca. And when the clock chimed, it played the call to prayer, Mm -hmm. which is very distinctive. If you've ever been in a Muslim country and you've heard the call to prayer, it can be heard everywhere. And so he had this clock, but the thing is, no one knew that it actually played the call to prayer as an alarm. And there's the video, and Martin's also going to put on the tea towel and fan belt, as we call it, but whatever the traditional dress of of the the UAE or he looked beautiful that he. Yeah. And there's this video sitting on the stumps of whoever's batting, and all of a sudden you hear this, and he comes in, bowls the ball. Hits the batsman on the leg. He turns and goes, How is that? <laughs> and then, for some reason, the ball gets thrown at the stumps and the clock goes off and starts playing That's the call playing. to mega. Oh, it was gold. The call to prayer. So, they oh. are the things that I will take away. Yeah. The uh, the one that I'll... Actually, there's two I'll add into that. But yeah. it doesn't involve Howie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in very early instances, we had a, a party at uh, the Hancock's house. Yes, Way back, I don't think you were there at that one. Maybe not, because I only came home every second year. Yeah. So, um, in which Happy Birthday Helen at the time. Yes. A great song by Australian you, uh, band Things of Stone and Wood. Yes. Um, we I remember all of us in a circle, arms around each other, jumping up and down singing this song. <laughs> so you drunk. You are the fire so in drunk. my ribs. Happy Birthday Helen. Oh, it's a great song and a great band. I mean, how we actually saw that band only a few years ago in Hobart again. Yeah, yeah. It still sounded great. And still doing the same yeah. old stuff. So, but I remember that same party um, out the back in the laundry, I think it was, of one doubt. And there's how he's sitting in the laundry crying. Because <laughs> he had a wonderful, wonderful knack once getting quite drunk. No. Of letting a few tears fall. No. Yeah, so <laughs> I, drunk, no, drunk cry. I have no idea why, but is that. The other occurrence was probably about maybe five years ago in which we advanced. It'd be six at least. Six. Are we talking about yeah. the Howie incident? The leg? Yes. yes. Right, so uh, we'd advanced the boxing day to somebody, someone bringing a football along as well. Which never a good idea. sounded like a great yeah. idea. I mean, if it was 20 years ago, 
Yeah. With finely tuned hamstrings. Yeah. <laughs> it probably all Wouldn't good. have been an issue. No. So that's all right. We're kicking a bit of the footy around. We're a bit over cricket by this. We didn't have a big day, but we're still good. Get together. Yeah, I think there was probably about yeah. half a dozen. But someone, in their infinite wisdom, for one of the few years, had actually bought a pop-up marquee. Yeah. A little three by three yeah, Bunnings pop which up. Which was a great plan. Jeez, that, they just took us into another level. It made it feel very professional. <laughs> it didn't too professional. Uh, so anyway, Howie's gone out yes. um, to collect the stumps. Yes. Because we're all like, we can't be fucking moving <laughs> anywhere. Howie <laughs> goes to get the stumps. He's one in the middle. And the pitch, the way it was set up, was the pitch was actually a little bit lower than the ground. It was a concrete pitch. Concrete pitch there, and when you went to the edges of it, it would actually lift up probably a couple of inches yep. to where the grass was. Yep. So it was a little bit of an upward lip. A dip, yep. Upward lip, and you say a dip. That went <laughs> negative and positive. <laughs> so, so how he's gone out. Anyway, so as he's got towards the pitch, someone's yelled out, Howie! <laughs> Someone has kicked the ball. Yes. Beautiful little drop punt. Yes. Howie. Not the best footballer ever. Who thinks who thinks he should have played full forward for any truth, but he number. did play football with an Italian for a while and actually did do okay. I'll give the man okay. credit because this is a guy that never played footy in his early years. Comes back as an older adult. Yes, gives it a red hot go and actually works out all right. I thought that was nice, respectful older <laughs> adult. adult. <laughs> I'll just put my little fingers up in the air to say yeah, <laughs> as opposed um, to a younger adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's a young geriatric. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, anyway, turns around. Yes. Goes up for a little specky. Yes. Takes the ball. I believe he did mark it. I'll give him credit. Even chest. if he didn't. Yeah, we'll get um, to him. Yeah, so it goes up, takes it, comes down. <laughs> he's rolled backwards. Yes. We haven't realised at the time. He's obviously trodden on the edge of the pit, of the pit where the pitch is. Yes. Comes down, falls backwards, head smacks into the stump, stumps go everywhere. <laughs> All the rest, of course, <laughs> we lose our shit. <laughs> it's the funniest thing we've seen for years. Yes. And anyway, how we still like get up and we're like... Go on, Allie, don't be a pussy, get up. You know, as boys do being boys. Yep. Um, we love to uh, be supportive. parade around in another person's misery. Be emotionally supportive too. Yeah. So then then he's, he's grabbing the hammy, the back of the leg. Yes. And we're like, oh, he's fainting an injury. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. old man, get up. Finally, after, I don't know, it felt like probably an hour, but it was probably, probably a couple of minutes. Three minutes. Yeah, um, he still hasn't got up. And so, holding his ankle. So I think Langer's has gone out. The sensible one. okay, yeah. Um, and then we find out he actually has done an injury. He's rolled his ankle terribly. And, and he's called for Bob. Yeah. So if you're calling for the doctor. Yeah. And, and we're calling for the doctor who was a nurse. Um, <laughs> so so he's gone out. He's already got a cricket ball-sized lump on the side of his leg. It actually was. I mean, sometimes us guys, us guys will like to exaggerate these things. No, it was huge. It had swelled up It was in like five someone minutes. had actually thrown a tennis ball on the side, duct-taped it on, and then used plaster of Paris to make it look like his leg, painted it the same colour, and that was what was there. So it got to the point where boy couldn't come out. He couldn't walk off the ground. No. So we've taken, I think it was also Langer's, uh, was his RAV4 or an X-Trail? No, it was a U. It was a U of some description. Oh, maybe it was. It was an X trail. Yeah, so we're taking that out as the emergency vehicle. <laughs> but the thing is, before we put him on there, I don't know whether you remember it. I've showed you the photos. But I said, hang on, everyone. I remember photos. Gather around. <laughs> I do remember that. I had just got my first iPhone 3. Oh, wow. And so it was a, one of the first smartphones. And so there's a photo of seven guys standing around Howie <laughs> looking at me in agony. And I'm taking these photos of him I, <laughs> before we put him into the back of the X-Trail. I think X if trail. you can find that photo, yes. we need to get that photo and put it on our Facebook page. I will. I'll, I'll find the photo. And I've actually got a couple of really old Boxing Day photos. So I might throw a couple of those on there too. All right. Check us out, South Road yeah. Boys. South Road Boys on on the facey. And on the facey. So we finally get Grant off the ground. Yes. We'll pack up all the stunts. So we're going back to the, the marquee. But I'll even, I'll even try and find the video of me. Oh, there was a video, wasn't there? Because I videoed them, Howie, in the back of the X-Trail. Oh, and I'm filming is, him with him going, you better not be fucking filming this. <laughs> and me laughing going, no, I wouldn't do that, Howie. <laughs> And I think you can hear Charlie yeah, in the background. <laughs> I think you can hear Charlie oh. in the background also laughing <laughs> hysterically as we take him there. Uh, so we get him off the ground. We get him out of the X Trail emergency vehicle. We lay him under down under the shade. Under the yeah, that's right. Under the shade. I suppose it is in the shade. In the shade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so under the market. We we have the doctor who was a nurse. Yes. There. Yes. <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> Hashtag doctor. Not Don't a nurse. even know where the actual nickname the doctor came from. 
Um, well, because he was studying, he had to study to be a nurse. Yeah, but that came way before that, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, don't know. Anyway, that's not important. Do you live in Fremantle? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> He's not the doctor that comes in? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, so, we consult the doctor. Who's a nurse? What should we do? Who's a nurse? <laughs> yeah. What should we do? And his same response was, you've rolled it badly, like really badly. Yep. If you go into emergency... Um, we've all been drinking. You're going to be the guy that goes to the end of the list. You're going to be there all afternoon. And, then they're going to say... And it's Boxing Day. That's what I'm, yeah, so all these drunken people through accidents yep. are going to be in there. You're another one of them. You're not going to get served straight away. I'll look at straight not away. life-threatening. And then at the end of it, they're just going to say, look, you've rolled it badly. Keep tape the weight it. off it. Tape it. Go home. Yep. So he said... Uh, let's in, just save you three let's, let's just not worry about that. Have another drink. <laughs> and by the way, we've got ice here. For the beers, let's use some of that, of that and put it on your ankle. Yeah, so we've done all that. Um, and Grant was good. I mean, it was pretty painful. It was a, a decent roll. Like, yeah, it really was. Lump. I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah, so we've, we've <laughs> done all that. Uh, we've enjoyed that. We've finally left there. I think we might have gone down to the pub for a few. We've taken him down there as well. Yes. And then we've ended up at someone's house at night. I don't know where the destination was. I can't remember that detail. No. But I, I do remember Grant's lovely wife turning up. Yeah. And saying... Pretty much, I don't know what the words were. I'm just going to like preface a little bit in my own mind and bring yeah. it out with my own words. What the fuck? Why the fuck aren't you in the hospital? We're going now. Right. <laughs> they went to the hospital. Yep. He then spent quite a few hours at the hospital. Yes. They then said, yep, you've rolled it really badly. Yes, let's tape Strap it. Strap it, tape it, go home. Tape it off. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. Now, we found that quite amusing. It And we is. talked about it for months afterwards, this hilarious thing. Yep. I wish you kept saying, you know, it's, it's bloody... You know, it's still sore and all the rest and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'll stop being a wimp. You're just getting old. Get over it. It's your own fault. You fell over. Exactly. About nine months afterwards. Yes. Goes in and gets his foot scanned or something else because it was still a bit sore. Yes. Worked out. Guy's had a broken bone in his foot the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so then he comes back to us trying to explain to us all that he wasn't a wimp after all. <laughs> broken ankle. <laughs> he actually had a broken ankle for nine fucking months. But... In oh, our defence, just gold. In our defence, we did consult a doctor who is a nurse, and they did even go in and they did scan the foot. Yeah, didn't find anything at the time. It could have been the massive amounts of swelling oh, that inhibited their ability to scan. And utter gold tripe. Oh, it's just brilliant. So yeah, Boxing Day. So we'll get together with Howie tonight. We'll have a couple of drinks. You we will. Of course, because you stay away from the intoxications these days. That's I do, yes, Which is yes. probably a, a smart thing to do. Yeah, try to. Yeah. Um, and um, and is... I'll make up for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Boxing Day. And it's, yeah. and it's it's a little bit sad because I it's one of those things that I do tell people that we've been doing. Is I didn't oh, realise it had been almost 30 years. That's a long so time. So maybe what we might need to do that's is... That's over a quarter of a century. That's well, nearly a yeah. third of a century. Well, uh, look at me with my maths. You, you were educated in Tasmania, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> Almost a third of a century. <laughs> you and your fractions. Well, but it's almost. <laughs> Add another 3%. <laughs> or 4%. Actually, actually to be 33.3% reoccurring. Yeah. Well, sort of. I reckon if you go 33 in three months, you'll be close to... <laughs> it's not quite spot on, but... Yeah, anyway. Four months. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If any mathematicians out there would like to actually hit us up on Facebook and tell us exactly what the denomination is of a third. Oh, yeah. So that's that's um, that's Boxing Day. It is uh, a, an end of a chapter, not end of an era, an end of a chapter. And I'm hoping that... Well, because um, along the way, we did allow wives to attend occasionally. Yeah, it did, it did change and morph. Yep. Yeah, there were some wives and, and a few kids turned up. Because people obviously got older, they have families, and... And yeah. we also weren't... I mean, when you were at school, you were a bit of a boys' club. That's just how it is. Yeah. And when it moved on a little bit, of course, you know, a few of the girls from... The, and basically the wives... From the class. ...were pretty much from that school year. Yeah, yeah. yeah like so Deb, it Deb was still part up. of it. Yeah, so Deb, of course, was great. And, yep. You know, it's... It's one of those some bloody good times. But yeah, end of a chapter, I like that. Yeah, so we'll, we will hopefully... Maybe when the whole redevelopment's done... We might be able to sneak yeah, back no. up there because it, it's going to need. We're going to need a quick grand in penguin. Yeah, we did, remember also there was an. Before I, I was going to say, um, speaking of chapters, can we talk about Star Wars? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> right. Cool. So well, I'll take it back a bit because I thought of something else that happened during the Boxing Day uh, era. Yes. Uh, you had a wonderful idea. I believe uh, it was your idea. Yeah, I know. About I the think fact I know what you're that talking. yeah, um, every Boxing Day, of course, there is a test match yes. in Australia where Australia play. 
normally England if it's Ashes, but it could be anyone. Depending any on who's any visiting nation. Yeah. And our theory was that uh, Eddie had Stadium. Completely empty. Completely empty, not being used. Yeah. So what we could do, and this is when we had about 20 guys come along. Yes. We could all save up a bit of money. Yep. You know, chuck in maybe a couple of grand each or a grand each. Yes. Say, look, here's 20K. Can, can we, we use have, your ground? Can we have Eddie Because it's not being used. Yeah. It'll be a bit of money for them. Yes. And we could actually play a, what do you call it, international? A few of us have been overseas. We'll call it an international <laughs> game of cricket at Eddie Head Stadium. It was one of those things that I, if I ever thought if I had a ridiculous amount of money, like I'm talking yeah. Bill Gates. And you came up with this when you weren't even drunk. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> sort of money to just get there and have everyone rock up one day and basically say, we're not playing here. We're all about to drive to the airport. We're going to Melbourne, which is an hour away, and we're going to play in Melbourne, and then go and see the night session at the, at the, at, at the MCG or something. Yep. Never happened. It would have been beautiful. It would have. Yeah. Just none of that, that bank roll. And because in. we're all so amazing yeah. and so famous, it would have been like a war of the stars. Speaking of, can we talk, talk about Star Wars? All right, get on to it. Right now. Star so, Wars. Star Wars. I actually don't want to go on Hang about on, this Hang on, which one? <laughs> a New Hope? We'll, we'll jump into episode eight. Christmas special. David start me on like Chewie's family in the Christmas Have you, special. Did you, I actually watched it I again can't get a pa- week ago. I can't get past the first few minutes. It's Once I get to Chewie's wife in the kitchen <laughs> yes. wearing an apron, yes. it's just... But it's so funny because... There's not even any subtitles to what they're saying. It's just not... And it's so funny because you read the start of it and it says, Introducing Mark Hamill and introducing, <laughs> you know, uh, Carrie Fisher starring these people. Yeah. And they have probably about four minutes airtime combined out yep. of this whole thing and the rest is it's just crap <laughs> it's just so shit it's it's yep. so for anyone look we're going to talk about the last jedi that's why we're here because this is the new one that's and there been will released. be spoilers so oh we're going to spoil the yeah. fuck out of it so if you haven't seen the last jedi and you don't want to know anything about it stop this now go and see it and then come yep. back and if you thought our earlier stuff was too boring you skip forward and miss the spoiler warning well, bad fucking luck. Well, exactly. You should have listened to it the rest of the shit before. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, we liked it. Yeah. So, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We are going to spoil it. Um, it will be in the title, in the in the comments of this podcast, that it will be spoiled. Like, So, haters are going to hate, yep. players are going to play, but you cannot come back to us on this. You know, I might even put spoiler with a caps lock. <laughs> and and uh, you know what I might do? I yeah. might just actually write spoiler with a caps lock. <laughs> <laughs> And leave it in lower caps. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we are talking about uh, The Last Jedi. And the main right. thing I want to throw Go. out there pretty much is the fact that fanboys and girls suck ass. Oh. They've ripped the shit out of this movie as though uh, it's basically raped their childhood. Yes. Destroyed the franchise. The franchise. They've even started an online petition. To try and take it out of the canon. Oh. So that way this movie will not even be identified as a Star Wars movie in the timeline from it, episode one through to episode wherever it ends up. Yeah. Um, I love the movie. I thought it was great. And for anyone who feels that way, that this is, you just turn off now because you, you, you're just an idiot. Here's an interesting thing I read the Go other day. Go and watch the Christmas special and tell <laughs> me that this destroys the brand because quite <laughs> frankly if you want to say, talk about someone trying to cash in on the star wars name and not producing anything of quality other than kitsch factor um look it is i mean trust me chewbacca's wife looks like a cross between <laughs> predator and yes. a furry oyster <laughs> like what the hell is that thing she's just i don't get it no it's like an ewok was it chernobyl <laughs> just transformed into this giant furry thing. The same isotopes that turned Matt Murdock and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Don't get me started on the connection between Daredevil and the Ninja Turtles. Turned, turned Chewie's wife from an Ewok into a Wookiee. So fucking stupid. All right, go. What do you think? Tell me about your thoughts. Well, I'm going to throw something in that I heard the other day quickly. Uh, someone said that when Empire Strikes Back came out... Yes. Everyone hated on that as well. Oh, how can they? That's my. It's perhaps my and favourite. Yeah, now it's considered to be the best Star Wars movie. Obviously, yeah. that's arguable. Well, okay, uh, it's but a, in most people's minds, it's a great film. Opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Otherwise, you get a little bit constipated, <laughs> and then you've got to throw up out of your mouth, and it's like you're a <laughs> shitty bulimic person. <laughs> shitty bulimia. <laughs> 
Um, so um, I don't really know where to begin, other than the fact that I just loved it. I loved um, it too, and and I loved it because I cried in it. Now I know you, you told me I, this. I know I'm a weeper, and I know I'm a crier, and I know I don't know how Ka- we would have cried in it. <laughs> no, how we would have cried in it. Now I don't know Carrie Fisher. I have never met this woman. I've seen her in four films and probably half a dozen interviews. So I have no basis for what she was like as a person. And one of those films would have been with Jane Silent Bob. Uh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so six films. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so I, I, I don't know her, but that moment... So there's a moment in when Kylo Ren is, is about to be with two other ships and they're about to shoot at Carrie's ship. He can't do it. Or the, the princess's ship. Or oh, the she's princess's not princess ship. anymore. What's she known as now? Uh, General? Captain Leia. Leia. Would I yeah. ever? The back woman in, the day, in charge. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course you'd lay She was a damn attractive woman yeah. back in the day. Um, so when he can't do it and, and the ship blows up and you see Leia's body floating lifelessly in space and then you see... And this is after, of course, he was going to try and then pulled out. Couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out. Pulled out. <laughs> for now, for now. Yeah. Uh, and then the other guys then shot the ship up. Yeah, he couldn't so shoot his he's mum. He's done the right thing. He couldn't kill his mum like no. he did his dad. Which is great because it's like he's found that, that goodness, that soul inside him and he couldn't do it. But well, then, bam. You really shouldn't be able to kill your mum. Well, you shouldn't, but we've already killed your dad. I mean... <laughs> and don't get me started. I heard someone say that he, that he was not the one that did it. Oh, really? Uh, it's anyway. like a JFK thing? Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, with, Harry. With someone on the grassy knoll... <laughs> In, in, in the Death Star in, in or whatever. Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, so when Carrie's there, or we'll call her Leia because it's not the person, when Leia is floating out in space and you see these icicles form. Now, I'd managed to avoid all spoilers. I'd managed to I do it. I did pretty well there too. Um, I knew that this was the last movie that Carrie was in, but that, you know, it was all her. She'd shot her bit and then she'd passed away. So I didn't know whether or not she actually died in this one or not. Mm. And so when I saw her floating lifelessly in space, I thought this was it. This was, was the, the moment the that thing. the character of Princess Leia had died. And there was something tragic and beautiful about it all. I just, it was amazing. Mm. And just the JJ, the way that was shot, and then you saw this icicle starting to form, that was when I got goosebumps and was, you know, starting to start to weep like a, you know... <laughs> Like idiot. a Howie. Like a Howie. Weeping <laughs> like a Howie. <laughs> There's crying like a refugee and weeping like, like a Howie. Howie. <laughs> um, and that that set me off. And then the moment where for the she uses the force with her last might, her last dying sort of thing, she uses the force to drag herself back in. I tears. I'm I'm going. Oh, she's gonna live. It was great, but it was only that we actually got to see her use the force properly for the first time. Oh, how good was and that? And everyone's complaining about that because they're like it was such a wanky thing to do. Why couldn't they have had her like grabbing a saber from a distance and have it float into a hand to do something cool? No, she saved her, her own life. life. How cool was that? With her very last breath. That oh, was that was it. Like just it was crazy. Just, that for me I it was, great. was awesome. And and the other moment that made me... The tip. There were two other moments that made me tip over the edge. One of those was when Luke was wrestling with himself or whether or not he's going to go back and whether or not he's going to join them or whatever. And he's sitting on the Millennium Falcon and, and quite poignantly, I think he's sitting at the chess table where when you looked at the original mm-hmm. 1977, um, there's chess being played with, with um, Chewie. Chewie and C-3PO. And C-3PO or whatever. And he's just sitting at that same chess board and he looks over and there's R2-D2. And R2-D2 yeah, comes, comes to life. life. Oh, so good. And he talks to R2 and goes, Oh, R2, I haven't seen you in so long. And then R2's beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, whatever. Um, good, I like that. Though. Thanks very much. And then he's going, yeah, I know, I know. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, R2-D2 shows the vision. Oh, the original vision. Of um, Princess Leia. Yes. Save Help Sobe, me, Obi-Wan when Kenobi, you're you're only hope. Oh, even now, I'm like, oh, come on. That was just... Didn't see that coming. That was clever. I did not see it, and it was just yep. so brilliant, and that tipped me over the edge. Makes me get emotional now, because it was. It took me back to my childhood. It took yep. me back to when I saw it when I was 
Well, I was born, so it was 77, so I would have been... I think the first time I saw it was like seven or eight. So it was a few years yeah, after it had come out. Same, yeah. I actually saw Star Wars after Empire Strikes Back. I probably would have been Because Empire came out, whatever year that was, it might have been maybe 82... Yeah, something like that. And Star yeah. Wars came out, um, I think, the year after that or something, because Empire was so popular. Yeah, it made Star Wars even more popular, and then they brought it back again. So I saw it out of order, but being a kid, you don't matter. care. You can send this amazing stuff on the big screen. Exactly, and that for me brought back and and I, I've always loved the franchise, and I've always loved the story, and I think what I've loved the most about it is its originality, because if you look at them, they're not the fastest moving films in the world because the 1977 and and the taste and the genre and the whatever was from back then but you know that opening scene where you see that destroyer going over the top and that that sound of yeah. the engines that, it's just a monolith it's yeah. just brilliant yeah. so to be taken back to being that child and seeing that you know save us obi-wan you may only hope you know but also just, does mm. it shows that even in the future Computers still hold a lot of shit from the past. Oh, no yeah. one deletes anything. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good for this podcast. <laughs> it will never go away. It'll always be there. Oh. Um, and then, like you, you and I, I think, in a lot of respects, there was never... I watched the credits. Um, simply, and I really enjoyed watching these credits because of the score. I love the music. It yeah, evokes so much emotion. You know, that, that hero tune that they play with it sounds like French horns or cornets or whatever and it's just lovely and then the in memorial or our princess forever I can't remember yeah. the exact words was which was lovely. interesting I found with that that they left it until the end of the starting credits to put that there mm. I expected that to follow as soon as the film went to black oh, I thought it would have come up then uh, but instead, they had all the big, I call it the big credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go through before it gets into all, all the fun. You're like the... Um, <laughs> Best uh, boy and the grips and the yeah, runners it's like, and yeah, it's like location the, um, managers. It's and like the, uh, the fine print, basically, yeah. at the end of the we contract. We need to thank everyone who's been involved. So we're just going to put up pages and pages of names. Yeah, that people don't read. That people don't yeah. read. Uh, unless, of course, it's a Marvel movie and you've got to wait till the end and then you get bored so you end up reading weird names. Exactly. <laughs> and weird jobs. And weird jobs, yeah. Weird jobs. Yeah. So, um... I thought that was strange. I thought she would have got the credit straight away, but there's obviously a reason for why they did that. Yeah, I don't Maybe, know. I don't know what that reason is, but it still worked for me because it made me wake, so I knew it was going to be something. That and when it be. came up, that was a beautiful moment. Uh, the other thing for me that take away is the fact that I think the story was great. And yes. I'm not going to throw any... I'm going to throw one negative thing in there, only because mm-hmm. I find it amusing. Uh, but I was watching it with my lovely girlfriend, Jazz. Yes. And when the screen went black... And the music kicked in, the music we all know at the start of a Star Wars film. Yes. And it comes up with those beautiful words on the screen. Oh, yeah. A long time ago in the galaxy, far, far far away. away. Without even realising it, I'd moved a foot forward on my chair. Yes. I put my hands on my chin. Yes. And on my elbows on my legs, and I just sat there watching it. And you just grinned like I did? Yep. And I didn't even realise I'd done it. And until Jazz kind of mentioned, I think it came up later on, how I was just like a 10-year-old again. Yep. Um, it was just amazing. I just slipped forward and just sucked myself into this world of just amazement. Well, because I never so good. Well, I never saw one, two, and three in the cinema. Are you talking about the no in in numbers? The new trilogy, no, yeah. Fan, Phantom and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I never saw those in the cinema. Mm. So for me, the the latest um, uh, incarnation was uh, seven and eight. Mm. And when I first sat there and watched seven. That music yeah. and seeing that on a big screen is just like, bam, yeah, and you're like, like oh. it's like losing your virginity all over again, or seeing boobs <laughs> well, for no. the first time well, again. I wasn't, I wasn't alone. It wasn't dark, <laughs> <laughs> and there wasn't as much crying, <laughs> and there was much music, yeah. so orchestral music. No, the music was the same. A long time ago, in a vagina uh, far, far away. <laughs> Hey, Ginger lost his virginity in an amazing moment. (laughs) (laughs) The Ginger lightsaber. (laughs) He sabred that moment. (laughs) Use the force. Oh, it's getting bad. No, yeah, anyway. Um, But um, to get to my negative point, though, I'm not going to get on all the negative Nancy stuff with this movie because I thought it was wonderful. Um, If you haven't seen it, people, go and see it because it's just a beautiful, wonderful film. Yes. Yes, it's not perfect, but no movie is perfect. And you can't have everything. You can't because at otherwise, full every movie's got to be better than the last movie you saw. People have got to get out of that 
that way of thinking with film. And I think with this one though, it is it's it's probably going to give you more in the second watching. I think the subtle nuances of the the depthness of the characters and where they're going, you know, with Ray and and you get a better understanding of what happened to Luke and why that happened, mm. because some people were hating on how what happened to Luke happened. Yeah, um, somebody's just gone. Yeah, but, exactly. Oh, what? What? <laughs> but I think if you if you watch it in the different um, viewings, will give you greater depth to it. On the point of view with the music, quickly though, when you're saying mm. before about how that music when episode eight or not episode eight when uh, Rogue One came out, oh, so we good. didn't have the words at the start. No, because it's not part and, of, and that was really strange. Yeah, but I understand yeah, yeah. now why they didn't do it. Yes, but. That made it even more exciting now that this number eight comes out yep. and the words are back. Yes, the music, the words. It, just, it was perfect. But the thing I'm going to point out is that I'm not going to bag the storyline out and the characters out. I think it was a wonderful film. There's going to be mistakes. So be it. Yep. Get over it. It's yes. fantastic. Field so bridge. there's films on the big screen. But there's one thing I saw on the Wonderfus. Or one, wonderfus? Wonderfus? That's a new word. Hashtag, Hashtag <laughs> Wonderfus. <laughs> Author, not a talker. Author, not a talker. <laughs> This wonderful moment, yes, um, in which uh, they've got the is it the the dreadnought? I believe the huge destroyer. Oh, and they've got the bombers going over it to yeah, blow the yeah, shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. which um, Poe um, screws the pooch majorly, yes, and nearly fucks up everything. They nearly lose everyone. All because he wants to be a Han Solo hero. Yep, and doesn't quite have the balls for it. Well, yeah, it doesn't have the the I suppose the strategic understanding. Yes. He of just wants to go in there and do the job and be the hero. Get a win as yeah. opposed to get a long term win. Exactly. So um, they've done all this. The bombers are coming in. Um, all these bombers are getting blown up to smithereens. And you think, yep. oh, this is going to end so badly, yeah, this dude. Is not good. This is going to be. I thought it was like a two and a half hour movie. This is going to take seven minutes. Yeah. So it's going to be over and done with. The rebellion's gone. <laughs> the, the last two and a half hours. Or the last two hours of the movie is just credits. Yep, <laughs> Snake's there with a, a paper hat around his head with the party streamers <laughs> and everything. Yeah, it's all over. Um, but there's one bomber left. Yes. And it's trying to drop all these bombs onto the, this dreadnought and destroy the hell over it. And it's just amazing. And they're in space and it's the whole fight scene Where is incredible. Where there's no gravity. <laughs> Where there's no gravity. This is exactly right. Have, have you read this before? Have you just no, I'm just, what I'm saying? I've just jerried it. So they drop all these bombs. Yes. And they drop down onto the dreadnought. Yes. And it blows up and it's amazing. Yes. How the fuck did they drop in zero gravity? That's excellent. <laughs> but, okay. And I, someone else came up with this idea, of which I sat back and went, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> That's it, a good one. If it's just propulsion, if they just force them down. See, there are ways. They can get around that. And I'm certain if, they, if someone came up with it and said to... Uh, the technical advisors of the show. Yep. Oh, wait a minute, how the fuck did that happen, guys? You screwed that up. Yeah, yeah, They'd be like, oh, maybe there was some kind of propulsion device on each bomb that moved it forward. I mean, they'd come no, up I with No, I don't something. think so. I think when when the when the character presses the button, I think not only does it open the, the, the bomb bay hatch, I think what it does is each rail... Just saying it actually shoots just, it down. Just pushes it down. Yeah, but of course it doesn't look that way. It looks like... No, it looks like gotta, the hatches open and then they fall. And they just fall out, of which they should just fall out and sit there. Well, they not even fall out. Uh, well, just, there you go. Not even fall out. <laughs> just sit there. Oh, no, slowly drop. Yeah. Because there is some gravity in space, but it's so small, you'd have to stand there for 12, 15 yeah. hours. But I, I just found that really funny. I thought that is a classic thing to pick out. Yeah. Out of all this crap that people are going on about, such as, oh, you know, race parents aren't anyone important. They're just nobody. And, oh, like, um, a, and oh, anyone look, who believes that race blah, parents... Blah, blah. I think anyone who believes that race parents are nobodies are uh, yeah. kidding themselves. Mad. The next one is going to show that she is someone. I don't think that she's going to... I personally don't think she's going to be related to Luke. I don't think she's going to be related to um, Han or Leia. I think she could be Chewie's bastard daughter. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chewie's? I've, seen, I've okay. seen the Christmas special, and maybe she's a shaved Wookiee. She's a shaver. Right <laughs> So, no. <laughs> Ray is a shaved Wookiee. I don't know where she is. I just don't think her parents are nobodies. Yeah. There's going to be some kind of a link somewhere, I believe, but it's yeah. not going to be... Like, the whole reason that they thought they were twins with Ray and Ben, uh, ben Kenobi, um, Ben Solo. Ben Solo, yeah. Which is um, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren, yeah. Yeah, the reason why they thought they were actually brother and sister is because in the books that came out years ago, yep. um, there were twins that were born. Of course. A girl and a yep. boy. 
Um, so everyone thought, oh, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter. The books were years ago. They never envisaged there were going to be more movies yep. with this story. They don't count anymore. Yeah. Great books. Move them aside. They don't matter. They're not canon. It's this not... is now what it is. Yeah. So that's what everyone expected. It was going to be the obvious hmm. connection, but didn't happen that way, and that's fine. And I it don't think I don't think the the way that the story has been told about how Kylo um, or Ben Solo was raised and how he trained with Luke would marry up with Ray then just being dropped off on a planet as an orphan. Like no, it, it, makes it, no it doesn't sense. make no sense. But no. you know, we will let people who are smarter and more creative than us yeah. <laughs> make that decision. They will take my money, and I will sit there and be. Overjoyed with the outcome. Do you think? Um, do you think JJ Abrams? Yes. Is secretly. Yes. Actually, Jar Jar Binks. Did JJ? about that? He could be. Maybe that's maybe that's Disney's way of saying you know we're always keeping JJ. JJ's always there. Yeah. I hope not. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy the Jar Jar character. No, I don't. But I understand why kids who watch those films like that was their Star Wars. I understand why they did. You know, if you were 8 to 14 or whatever when that came out, Jar Jar is a fun character. His speech is annoying, um, and I'm I'm not sure... Yeah, but he didn't work for me, but it doesn't matter. But it he worked for others, and yeah. and he worked for that generation of Star Wars, and it got them hooked, and, you know, I think I think um, Spielberg's, you know... <laughs> oh, sorry, um... Lucas, Lucas has said sorry. Yeah, <laughs> so, quite a few times. Which is unfortunate, mm. but that's what comes down to the haters being haters and, and whatever. You just got to love it. You just, just love don't. it and enjoy it. And I like the things that they did, like the nod to Hoth, which was the ice planet in in the original series where you've got the Adats and it's all snow and whatever. Yeah. And then you've got this other planet in Last Jedi, which is salt. But it's all white, and you've got the adats there, and it's that real homage to yeah. to both and of the them. the adats look amazing. That vision from behind Luke, oh. where he's got his silhouette and all the adats in front of him. It looks so like a oil painting on the wall. It was amazing. That if they if well, I'm sure the good because the people at Disney do know how to merchandise things. They've done a couple of things. They have a few dolls, just a couple, a couple of cups, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing I noticed. My I don't know what it was like for you, but when I went to the cinema, I had 25 minutes of advertising for people who are doing, I think, Braun were doing an A Man's Shaver, the Star Wars edition. Mm. Um, that's Star Wars, so she can be a shaved-down yeah, Wookiee. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. But everything, everyone's getting on board. The Like, normally in my local cinema, there's, like, local advertising. So for businesses within the local area, you know... Of course. Dave's yeah. Paint and Panel Service or whatever. Yeah. This one was all national advertisers. Um so they're spending big dollars to be the only advertisers, I think, on every screening of this movie. Mm. So people are chucking a truckload of money at it, and I think all of them have got a Star Wars flavour to their advertising. And wasn't it, I don't know if you got this in your movie screening, mm. but how unusual for Disney to also promote their other major franchise, Avengers, oh. before Star Wars. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> see, I enjoyed that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Seeing the full-on Avengers trailer on yep. the big screen as well, Bring that it on. was just great. Bring it on. But Disney will, I think, mm. I hope those good people at Disney do this, and if they don't, trademark Troy and Joe, um, just a poster or uh, of similar size of the silhouette of Luke on that planet, the salt planet, with those ADATs, Facing down on him, yep. you'd have my money. Hashtag do it Disney. Do it Disney. Hashtag do it Disney. <laughs> but I love the fact that you know when the when the when they're flying along and the salt got cut up and it was blood red underneath. Yeah, and it's beautiful. That, and that would have been so hard to do, you would think, from a digital CGI standpoint. I've got no idea. I, I'm just assuming. I'm I mean, a, yeah. There's not a thousand names under the digital creation thing on the little fine tune <laughs> credits. Yes. If it didn't take a bit of work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's quite a few people in the CGI department yeah. at Disney, and they're making some dollars out of it. Yeah. So um, that, that's movie Star Wars. I loved it. Um, I'm not going to go into all the faults. I just don't want to because I think it should be a positive movie. Uh, yes. On a completely random note, heard a great joke today. Okay. Um, and this is that's one is, of those. Is this a Christmas cracker joke? No, it's not. Oh, but okay. it's, an, it's an offensive joke. Okay. <laughs> uh, I watched a little video in which uh, Will Smith and Mark Wahlberg, yes, were doing that situation where they got to insult each other, taking turns. So oh, the first one laughs. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Have you seen that one? I've I've seen an uh, version of it? iteration of it. Right. Yep. Cool. So I think mine was Mark Wahlberg and Will Farrell. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. I said Farrell. No, I thought you said Smith. No. Oh. <laughs> we'll check the tape. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. 
<laughs> some of the things we're calling feral. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, he says, uh, "You're so old. When you're a child, rainbows were black and white." <laughs> Gold. Well, it's not. It's black and white. Uh, but oh, that was funny. That's one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard in a long time. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. Well, on that note, I'm Joe. I'm Troy, and we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.